self-serving persuasive talkers of everything and nothing. We are Conversation Con Artists. What's going on, people? It's your boy, Mr. On Point. And I am Calamity Red. And we are Conversation Con Artists, back for another wonderful, fantastic episode. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. M-I-S-T-E-R underscore on point. And on TikTok at Eddie B. Talking. And Eddie B. Eating. Okay. <laughs> and I can... my whole thing, y'all. <laughs> I think, you know, we start over normally, but no, let's keep going. <laughs> I be fucking up. Just know that. <laughs> uh, and I can be found on Instagram at red underscore calamity. If you have a question, comment, read a letter that you would like for us to read on the show, uh, you can send it to our Gmail account, which is conversationconartist at gmail.com. Or you can find us on the aforementioned social media. And we do have one. We do have a letter. We have a letter um, from Deb from Kansas. Deb sent us a letter in 2019 denoting herself as our oldest listener. Then she was 58 years old. It's good to know that I'm surprised still up here oh, listening to us and four years later. I appreciate that. Still listening to the shenanigans. <laughs> I appreciate that, Dale from Kansas. Now, since the last uh, comment, we have shifted fully to like the whole Reddit letter thing. And you know, I'm t- I'm trying to throw some news at the end. Uh, but uh, in the old letter, she she talked about how she was. Uh, this show was entertaining and usually informative in the sense that it gives her information she can research for herself. So I don't know, you know, how you feel, Deb, about us transitioning <laughs> to just like opinion based, uh, random dialogue based off these Reddit letters. But maybe the little bit tidbits I'm throwing at the end, you know, inform you about something. Uh, even though I don't really do like social stuff, we're gonna do social stuff today. We're gonna talk about Carly Russell um, a little bit. Uh, that said, let's get to her letter. From your oldest, in quotations, listener. Hello, folks. I'm very late with this first comment. It's regarding Red's allergic reaction to a medication. It sounds like the doctor should have known that this medication was not good for you. Just know that most hospitals have a patient advocacy department. Call the hospital and ask for the patient advocacy department. Then tell them what happened. They may ask you to email them. It may take a month or two to review your case. They may refund some of all of the money spent because of the physician's error. Three years ago, I broke my hip and went to the doctor's office the same day, but no x-rays were ordered. And they just sent me home. I was home for two weeks alone with a broken hip. Damn. Part two. So anyway, I finally went to the emergency room and it was discovered that my hip was broken and I had to have, have hip pinning surgery. After I talked to the hospital patient advocate department, I received a refund of about $2,000 because of the doctor's mistake. So Red, please consider this option to get some money back. Possibly these doctors should be accountable for their errors. Deb from Texas. Hell Yeah. Thank you very much for the information because, uh, yeah, I had to pay an ER bill, um, and I have insurance, but insurance in America is trash, and so I got a nice little bill from the ER for when I had to go, uh, so I would love to recoup that money, and yes, he was fucking at fault. Bruh, I wonder how I feel to have a fucking broken hip for two weeks just having that motherfucker. Painful, I would imagine. 
That's like, I mean terrible. I mean I, I mean I don't want to know, you know, but I would like to have talked to somebody. You know, it's so many different random. It's crazy how our I guess it's not crazy. It makes sense, but we take our body for granted so much that like you don't realize what shit's doing until a new part of you is fucking up. <laughs> yeah. It's like so my issues are feet issues, right? I I I have no back issues. I don't I have knee knee issues when I do shit with my knees, but for the most part, my feet, I'm a top heavy dude. My legs are little, especially like going down to my ankles. My ankles are tiny for a dude my size. When I was in Hawaii seeing them some mowing dudes with what their ankles look like, like their ankles was like my biceps. And my ankles is like my damn wrist. <laughs> anyway. I be having issues with my feet, and it's like you just don't realize how much st- stability your big toe bring to your ass until you can't use your big toe. <laughs> like, like or when you press your big toe on the floor and it kind of is painful, so you got to walk off of your big toe. It's just your big toe is very significant, just like your thumb is significant. Like you, you think you're gonna open a goddamn door, and your thumb ain't functional. <laughs> no sir <laughs> you better use the left hand and then the other four fingers that you can from the other hand to try to turn it if you can't use just one hand to do it Um, but then driving like right now my issue is my elbow cause uh, I was pulling a dolly with some water on it and I was pulling up some steps and it was kind of hard to get around the steps and I pulled it so hard that it's like extended my arm in between my elbow and I just been dealing with that healing and it's been taking its time it's been since July 3rd we 20 days later and like I'm I'm back to how I like I haven't been able to you know brush my teeth with my right arm or anything that causes has my arm has to fully close and compress in or fully extend out I haven't been able to do um and but when I'm sitting down, I think what's extended it for so long was when I sit down, be it when I'm counseling, my elbow, my arm is resting uh, on the chair, my weight on it. When I'm playing the game or in here on the podcast, my weight on it. When I'm in the car driving, my weight on it. So, you know, it's just then when you're healing something like that where you can still function. It's like you still possibly doing stuff that keep it from healing the way it need to. You know, you're supposed to keep it off of stuff, let the blood be flowing, put ice on it, maybe heat at some point. You know, like, yeah, dang. But the broken hip, that's too macro for me, boy. <laughs> My grandmama got two fake hips and fake knees. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for writing us, Deb. Red, go get that money. And maybe if they don't give you no money, maybe they'll put you on like a VIP list when they see your name. They're going to be like, oh, nope, she'll call the people on our ass. <laughs> get, make sure that she got whatever she fucking need. I hope that shit never happened again. That was trash. Terrible. Well, I hope you never go to the hospital again. But you be fucked up all the time. So. I do. It's quite that might be an extreme dream. Maybe. Unfortunately. So, um, I did, uh, lying today for the theme, um, because of Carly Russell. <laughs> oh, Lord, damn. 
So the theme for my Reddit letters this week are motherfuckers that were that are lying. You know what you should have done? You should have looked for lie liars, but they were not the asshole, so we could see <laughs> what a, a a non asshole lie look like. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, we but, know they exist. White lies yeah. exist. Uh, there's one that I'm going to do because I just was like, "What the fuck?" Um, and then I'll read the other ones. Okay. Am I the asshole for lying to my cat? What? I uh, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I and so I I uh, I I wanted to do it because I, I how do you lie to a cat? I I can't lie to Remy. Not I think lying requires you to have like like a be conscious of what's going on, right? If I tell her right now, I'm gonna give him a treat when we go upstairs. He don't know what the fuck I said. So if, I, if we get upstairs and I don't give him a treat, he he's gonna do whatever the fuck it was go- he was gonna do it anyway because he couldn't. He doesn't know what I was saying. So like, I don't know how you lie to a cat. What if it's like, what if he think he getting a treat, but his treats look like a like it's an edible that look like his treat, and you give him the edible. Is that a lie? He got a treat. I didn't say what kind of treat it was. I mean, what if it was a piece of broccoli that looked like a treat and he had ate it? Or, or, I mean, okay, you put uh, peels in a piece of cheese. I do that a lot. That's is, how that a, is that a lie? No, it's the, he not. That's what I'm saying. The For it to be a lie, the person I feel like has to be conscious of what's going on. He's so not. Are. So we already dealing with somebody who believe they can't but know what the fuck going on again. Apparently, I guess. I don't know. But I, I saw it and I was like, I don't even know what the fuck this could even be about. Uh, okay. Oh, God, this is stupid. But I was told to ask others for their opinions. So here I am. At least they know it's stupid. Somebody trolling their ass. Who told you to ask other people's <laughs> opinion about this shit? There's somebody that don't like your ass. Yeah. Uh, it is a 23-year-old female with a 19-year-old girlfriend. Uh, my girlfriend claims I suck for lying to my cat. I don't like when my cat... I don't like my cat roaming around the kitchen when I'm not there just because he might get his less-than-average intelligence paws on something he shouldn't. So I gotta get him out of there when I leave. On a small shelf next to the door... I keep a tiny bag of kitty treats, and sometimes when he refuses to come, when I call his name, I shake the little bag to get him out and close the door behind him. Enter the problem. I don't actually give him a treat every time I do this. Sometimes I just pick him up and give him a big big old smooch. Sometimes he gets a treat. My girlfriend thinks this counts and, be, and that I'm being mean to my cat because he might be expecting a sweet little treat and that disappointing him is cruel. This isn't a serious fight, just something that sometimes comes up when I don't give him treats. It isn't creating problems between us, but this time she said, ask literally anyone else and see if they think you're being fair. Uh, so we'll be reading the responses together. Your girlfriend is got, she's way too invested. She's is way too invested. Like, fucking cat. Like. <laughs> when cats gain sentience and goddamn, they start shaking a goddamn box for treats for us, then we gonna go to the motherfucker too. Like, I mean, it's just what it is, right? 
It's like also it's like if a partner ever alludes to the idea that y'all gonna have sex or do something freaky, and you know you clean the house up and do all the shit you gonna do, and then like when you get to the bed they done fell asleep. God damn, that's shaking the box. I mean that <laughs> this shit happens, y'all. Okay, if cats want a better shake, they need to goddamn become sentient. You know what I'm saying? They need to learn English and shit. This uh, is what it is. That's what people do. It's called it's called conditioning. We condition too. You know, a police officer lying when he behind a goddamn uh when he behind a a, a curve waiting for your ass to speed around it. <laughs> this can apply to so much shit. Is <laughs> it why are you using a cat for this conversation? Is like odd. Uh, so I was looking through I'm looking through the um, comments and basically people were saying that they were the asshole but it's because they were responding as the cat they weren't serious uh, oh responses <laughs> um, you just realized that no I didn't I mean I'm, I'm I it's very obvious the very first one um the very first comment says, you're the asshole, you're sincerely, your cat. <laughs> I'm saying you realize that she's entitled as the asshole because they are responding as Oh, because it's a joke. Yes. I oh, did you not just found that. it out? Yeah, because I, I oh, okay. don't read them, so. Gotcha. Uh, so I did not know that it, they were. Well, that some people got down there, like, it's called operant, uh conditioning use the intermittent reinforcement and it's the most effective way to change behavior and make it persistent personally I think it sucks especially since that's what social media is doing to us to keep us addicted i always value the trust and relationship with my cats and i even let them know ahead of time whenever they had to go to the vet they fucking will you listen okay my pet people okay i i know on point has said that i am not a traditional dog person i still disagree with that I think I'm a dog person. I like you're dogs. not a dog person. You are I, suffering with Remy. I but I like Kingston. But Kingston wasn't a traditional dog. Remy is a traditional dog. He be buying lizards and bringing them to your ass oh, and be scared from random stupid shit all the time. That is a traditional dog. Kingston was not. You need to accept that you're at least a cat dog hybrid person because you are not a hundred percent dog person at all. Either way, <laughs> y'all be doing too much sometimes. Like, you warning your cat about going to the vet days before. The fucking cat doesn't know what that means. Remy know that he at the vet when we pull up, okay? Because he's been there before. And so, like, when we walking in, I can tell he like, oh, shit, we at this place again. But I can tell him all fucking week we going to the vet on Saturday. He don't know what the fuck that means. Remy <laughs> and cats. Or I know very different from that, but them cats don't know neither. That cat don't know what the fuck you say. Like y'all be doing too much sometimes. I don't want to hurt your feelings, Red. And it may hurt your feelings. It may not. You may understand. But Remy is damn near on the short bus if he's a human. I just want you to notice. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever looked at it like that or calculated like that. So saying Remy don't know until we pull up. You know it's dogs out here that you literally can't say words. You gotta spell them motherfuckers because if you say it out loud, they know what the hell that word means. Yes, but I don't I feel like that is the exception, not the rule. Like Kingston didn't either. Kingston, I was we going to the vet and Kingston was a uh, more intelligent, I think you'll agree. 
<laughs> then Remy be like, hey, do we Jason got there? Don't count in this. How? Jason don't count in this. Why doesn't he, he count? He didn't give a fuck about nothing. He, he didn't give can't. a fuck about nothing but being violated. And if <laughs> if you you were never violating him, so anything he would do yeah. with you was okay. Now I bet you when he got to that goddamn vet, he was go out there about to tear them niggas ass up. Oh yeah, he showed his yeah, ass. Yeah, like that. when he had to get groomed because he had the kind of fur that had to get groomed. That nigga showed his ass every time. Every Kingston only gave a fuck time. about being violated. If you ain't violate Kingston, it's fine. So <laughs> every dog ain't like that. Sometimes, so Kingston was not a traditional dog. Okay, King, so a traditional dog, a, a traditional dog that is smart. If you be saying outside eat. Vet, yeah, you say vet, they're gonna run into their cage. But okay, Remy understands words, okay, he does because I he outside he knows he knows pp, he knows words, mm-hmm. but I don't even it, I, he wouldn't know vet because I don't say that shit to him. Because why the fuck would I tell him? I'm not having a conversation about where I'm taking you. I don't say part to him when I take him to the fucking park. Who having conversations with their animals before they take them somewhere like their kids? They not. Like they not. They just they smart enough to be picking up the language. Yeah, but That's... I'm saying, how do they pick up? I don't ever say those words before I take Ribbon to the bit. Like I don't. You live by yourself. You don't have to have conversations with people. You don't have to like call a partner and be like, "Yeah, we going to the vet," and you know, kids and yeah, we going to the vet. Y'all want to go to the vet with us? And the dog oh. after a certain amount of time. So yeah, when you by yourself with pets, it's a different situation. Like they not learning shit that they don't need to know. Clearly, you know what I'm saying. Um, but I mean, either way, yeah. I mean, I agree with you. Like, what what are you talking to your pets for? Having a conversation with them. Don't get me wrong. Okay, black people get a bad rap for how we feel about pets. It's just like pets is just no, ain't pets ain't shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Pets ain't people, you know. And a lot of people see pets as people. And I don't. I guess the way that I accept that is, I think pets can be as valuable to people as people can be valuable to people. Uh, but where they lose me is when people treat animals as if they understand them as people would understand them. Yeah. That's where they lose me in that. I I belong to a Facebook group of is it is black people, it's not black women. Black people that are dog owners. And when I tell you they talk about them dogs like they they children, people in the group refer to other people's dogs as nieces and nephews. Like there are a subset of black people that are just as big of like animal people as, as some white people are. I mean, I, I think that we do get a bad rap, but there are a lot of us. My aunt, let me tell you something. Okay. My mom and my aunt are such good examples of this. When I got Kingston, <clears throat> um, my mom was like, why would you want a, a dog in the house? Like she couldn't understand it, but she knew how I am. So she ain't had no choice but to fucking accept Kingston. Cause if you come over here, he over here. And if I come over there and I don't feel like leaving him at the house, he coming. So over the years, she had interactions with Kingston that made her start liking dog because she thought he was funny because he was such an asshole. And she didn't realize pets have personalities. So it was just amazing and funny to her for her to see that. Fast forward, she ended up getting her own. She had two dogs that lived in the house that she babied and loved and talked to 
and was sad when something happened to him. Her sister is much worse. <laughs> I love my aunt, but uh, she, her daughter had uh, gotten a chihuahua, and that was her first introduction to having like a pet inside. And now she has her own chihuahua that is called um, Diamond. And when I tell you Diamond has a whole closet, Diamond has a closet of clothes, of of little dresses. Diamond got a Thanksgiving dress. Diamond got a Christmas dress. Diamond is always in a dress. And like this is a woman who did not like dogs. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, when motherfuckers name their dogs after jewelry, that shit, it's over. <laughs> Diamonds, rubies. I mean, any dog named after that shit like that, they finna be spoiled as fuck. Yep. She has a diamond collar. And the dog, my cousin's first chihuahua, her name was Pearl. My cousin is an AKA, and Pearl had a string of pearls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Name dogs after jewelry, and that shit start getting goddamn different. Yeah. But, you know, then you got the group of people who just name their dogs after, like, weird, random shit. Like, you might meet a dog and be like, hey, what's his name? They'd be like, Cabbage? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> and then, then you got this diabolical group of motherfuckers who wear they dog, they name their animals after their disabilities and shit. Like, they'll name the dog with three legs, Tripod, or the goddamn name a cat with one eye patch. You know what I'm saying? Or they'll name a dog with a goddamn stomach condition, tummy, goddamn. Like, what the fuck? Y'all, y'all, y'all mean. Like, y'all are covert bullies. You know, <laughs> acting like you could just name this dog Tripod because you feed him and house him. That's like <laughs> slavery shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, justifying your name of your dog, this goofy ass, disrespectful ass shit. Because if you saw your motherfucking human with Down syndrome named Downsy, your motherfucking ass would be like that human. Jesus. That parent is wrong. That parent is disrespectful. So if you done named your dog or your cat some old disrespectful shit after their disabilities, don't come at me about no dog parent. You're just a dog owner, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> that shit be so disrespectful. Yeah. I was a. Have I you was... had pets huh? before? Did y'all have pets in childhood? Not really. Uh, well, okay. Uh, you know, my dad randomly decided to have a farm at a point, but they weren't our pets. They were his farm animals. He had dogs. They were his hunting dogs, though. And so I never had a relationship with a dog like the one with Kingston until I got Kingston. Um, now, we had a, a pet, not a parakeet, a cockatiel. He was a cockatiel that my dad basically stole from somebody. I think... Smokey was lost, like maybe got out of somebody's house. My dad was out, found him, brought him home, and we just kept that little nigga. He didn't even try to find out if he had owners. <laughs> so we had Smokey. We named him Smokey because you know, right. laterally, it might just be catching a runaway slave. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. Freedom! I finally got out of this captivity, <laughs> and then here y'all come, motherfucking catching this motherfucking enslaving them and making them say shit. We, well, I, so Smokey don't talk, talk, do they? Yeah, they do. Oh, but Smokey was Smokey was a bird version of Kingston. Oh, Smokey, we tried to teach him a lot of things, and the only thing that he would say was "Pretty Bird." 
And he would always say pretty bird if you held a mirror in front of him and he could see himself. All the other shit we tried to teach that fucking bird, he learned nothing. But pretty bird, if he was, and he would only do it if he was looking at himself. How the fuck did y'all learn that? Who fuck got a mirror and put it in front of the bird and then the motherfucker said so, pretty bird? So he, okay, so when you have like um, cockatiel parakeet or whatever, you get, you hang these toys from their, um, they're from the cage for them to like pick it or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of the ones that my mom bought had a mirror hang, just happened to have like a little circular mirror hanging from it. And he started being able to see himself. We didn't like buy a mirror, but like gotcha. for that purpose, but it just was one of the little hanging toys in his own. So that must be something from previous owners or some shit. I don't know. How long your daddy been drinking like he do? Since I've been in the world, so forty. How the fuck years. he catch a how he can't fuck he catch a bird? He's killed deer, like he. Okay, okay, okay. Fucking killing a deer. A squirrel. Did he run? Did he run up on the deer and catch his ass with his hands and choke his ass down? No, but he's like, I don't even know how he caught Smokey. I wasn't with him. We didn't go with him. I need to know how a grown ass drunk nigga caught a bird. It's a bird. First off, they can fly. Second off, if the, you get close to them, they fly away. Now, maybe a domesticated bird may not fly away. Oh, maybe no, he it's he didn't habituated like for, to people. No, he didn't like us for a very long time. Um, oh, so it is runaway slave shit. Um, capture that motherfucker. He didn't like no. When I say that it was Kingston and Bird for him, he didn't like nobody. Like Smokey. Smokey was an asshole. Like, so your deduction how... is that Smokey also didn't like his previous owners because he don't like nobody. Not that Smokey loved his previous owners and don't love his new captors. Well, why the fuck would he fly away if he loved his previous owners? And he was out in the woods. Like, I don't even know where my dad was. I don't know the story, okay? The full story. All I know is he left to go hunting and came home and we had a pet cockatiel. And he said he found him in the woods. That's all I know. So I really don't know the details. If it was near anybody's home. I don't fucking know. That sounds like a lie. And we had him. He was a full grown bird. But parrots and and that. They they live like 70, 80 years. So Smokey just died. I was was living here in in the Birmingham area when Smokey died. And we got Smokey when I was like. Maybe in like the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So when we got him, he lived a long time. But that was the only pet I had that I could really say was a pet was Smokey. The bird. So we had uh so we had dogs that I don't remember when I was a kid. One was named Bill. I remember that. I don't know who named no, that motherfucker. Okay. <laughs> <Bill>. <laughs> I don't know. I, and we had a big Bill was a little fluffy ass kind of dog i don't remember the name of it why but. y'all gave him a heavy ass name like bill i don't know that's mama or daddy named that motherfucker that is a heavy name for a fluffy this dog. is before my daddy went to jail that i was three years old oh, okay we also had a dog that i used to ride like i didn't remember getting on the back it was a big dog i don't remember what kind it was but i just used to get on the dog back and ride around on the dog uh, i remember that and then when I got, you know, we moved next to my grandparents, we got cats. And the cats, mama's a cat person. So uh, we always named the cats off of either how we found them 
or off of a trait that they have. So, so you did what the people with the disabilities do, just not a disability. No, no, no. Because our all white our all white cat was named Vanilla. Not <laughs> fucking Klansman, okay? Goddamn. <laughs> like, like we it was, you know what I'm saying? I mean, at that time, we it, it, clearly we were naming them after vanilla ice cream. After that time, at that time, I didn't know vanilla beans was actually fucking black. So yeah, uh, fluffy was fluffy. We found <laughs> bushes in the bushes. <laughs> Fireball was orange. Boxer had all white paws and black body. Um, Wheezy, I named Wheezy because I was listening to Lil Wayne when Mama asked me. What to name the cat? So that's you know, um, but we just named oh we had a dog named Rocky. My stepdaddy came into the picture. He was like, we should get a dog, and he got a dog. He was trying to make the dog mean as hell, and in hindsight, he was setting up that dog to kill somebody in the community. That's what was happening, not on purpose, Good. but he was just having tires out there, having the dog bite the tire and shaking and stuff. And I'm like, huh? Why would he be doing that? Anyway, dog got hit by a car. So, well, fuck. We saw it happen too. We had left to go to Pizza Hut and we pulled out, and the dog was just excited, jumping up at the chain, and the chain broke, took off, and took off into the street on a busy street. Boom, got hit by a car. Mama started crying. We didn't go to Pizza Hut. Fuck up our pizza. <laughs> but you know, I know I didn't like the dog. Uh, obviously, uh, stepdaddy made him mean, so I didn't like it. Oh, uh, but yeah. So, what it is, what it is. Love your pets. Don't name them nothing stupid. They don't understand. You use conditioning to get what you need out of them. Fine, it's period. That's what it is. Um. Okay, let me read these other ones that I say. Uh, am I the asshole for lying to my son about his paternity? Am I the asshole for getting mad at my boyfriend because he never lies? What? Bro, that's a trauma response. Yeah. Am I the asshole for lying to my wife when I lost my job? How fucking long did you think you could keep that going, <laughs> sir? You ain't bringing in no fucking money. You shouldn't do that. That's never. a bad idea all the way around. Am I the... This one, I just... <laughs> this one is... Am I the asshole for lying about a lot of things? <laughs> Oh shit, we definitely gotta do that one. Like what well shit, you couldn't even pick one. Just I lie. That one in paternity. The paternity. How so a mom it sounds like a parent lied to a child, a son about paternity. I I'm yes. interested in how that lie play out. How you, what does the mama know about the paternity that the son don't know? Who the daddy is. Probably told him his daddy was somebody that it wasn't that she knew it wasn't. Oh, I was interpreting that there. I was thinking about of the son's own paternity. Oh no! Oh, it ain't interesting then. I don't. I, know. <laughs> Mama lying about who the daddy is. That's commonplace. <laughs> I mean, that's probably it. I haven't read it, but I would assume that that's what it was. Um, it's okay. You want to do the one for a lot of things? A Let lot of shit. Some yeah. Other one. Uh, am I the asshole for lying to my wife about where I've been working? What could he be doing? Maybe he's saying I got a good ass job and work at a gas station, so it could be a quality situation. But it also could be a I don't want you to know where I'm working. So he yeah. could be in the Chippendales business, goddamn swinging his meat. <laughs> he could. I want to do that one too. Okay. 
would I be the asshole if I lied to my husband about having a miscarriage when in reality I'll be getting an abortion? Am am I the asshole for accusing a girl about lying about her ethnicity parents? How you gonna tell He's somebody? Too good. Else? Stop reading. Okay. Stop reading to you motherfuckers. Sorry, sorry. sorry. You're too good. I'm like, goddamn, I want to know all those. <laughs> I'm gonna stick beside the ones we've chosen at okay. this point. <laughs> all right. So am I the asshole for lying about a lot of things? I've been able to find a lot more inter- interesting ones since I've been doing the theme. Gotcha. I will say that. Um, okay, am I the asshole for lying about a lot of things? So 22-year-old male. Uh, I noticed that I lie about a lot of trivial things. I do it without thinking and without effort. For example, when people ask me how many people I slept with, I lie and inflate my number. I say I've slept with 20 people. Real number's eight. When people ask me what grace I got, I always give a higher number. When people ask about my fitness, I lie. Example, I went on a three-mile run. When I came back, my dad asked me how it was. I said I ran six miles. Or when people ask me, <clears throat> when people ask me about past relationships, I've never had a girlfriend, but I tell people I had three girlfriends. Sometimes I say I've had four relationships, etc. Just constant lies. I sold my iPhone and my dad asked me where it was. I said I didn't know. My friend asked me why I can't go on holiday with him. I said I'm busy. I'm not. A girl asked me what's the longest I've lasted in bed. I said 45 minutes, another lie, etc. I discussed this with my brother, who's 25, and he called me an asshole and said that it's a red flag. But to be honest, I've always done this since a young age. I do it without a second's hesitation. Since they're white lies, I don't see the issue. Am I the asshole? You sound pathological, my dude. <laughs> Trauma response. Jesus. Trauma uh, response. I know I be saying trauma response all the time. What would make somebody lie? Just like they not, but they not grand lies. You know what I'm saying? They not, they not mondo lies. They're like unnecessary as fuck. So, okay, answer this for me. Does a pathological liar's the magnitude of the lies make a difference in it being pathological? No, I think it's just the, the fact, frequency. Well, and that you just you can't help but lie. Like you're lying and you just can't help it. Like you know, like he's aware that these it's stupid for him to lie, but he just keep doing it. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes it pathological, not the like severity. Like I would say my brother is a pathological liar. Okay. Um and he started out this way. He started out like he started out lying about a little small stuff, but like and and it became a, so much a part of his personality that we just knew like, hey, he lied. Like, so you gotta take everything he say with a grain of salt. But then as as he got older, the lies got bigger. That's how uh that's how Yogi Brother is. <clears throat> For y'all, um, Yogi, um, Yogi is my uh, college roommate, and um, so I looked up just the pathological the definition. It's the compulsive urge to lie about matters big and small, regardless of the situation. So it's just oh, that so compulsion. You can also you can also tell the truth sometimes, but if you suffer with the desire to lie, you're a without pathological lying, liar. That's also pathological. Pathological, yeah. Uh, Yogi's brother. Uh, I've, you know, been around him a little bit and it, everything is cool. Um, and, but when I went to go visit them recently, he lies 
all day long, but he wraps it up in charisma. That's my brother. You know, he'll be like uh, a new person will show up at the house and hey, and be like, uh, hey, y'all, this is Eddie. This is uh, this Yogi's uh, best friend. Uh, he loved drinking hypnotic. <laughs> Something where people be like, huh? Yo, big ass love drinking hypnotic. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And his whole family know anything Josh do. They say Josh ass lying. If anything they ever see him posted on his Facebook timeline, they like that with Josh. Josh, that ain't Josh's. Josh didn't cook that. Josh didn't do that. And I'm like, damn. And I asked Yogi, I'm like, how? When did your brother start lying? He was like, he would be always been a lying ass kid. <laughs> and I was like, damn. But I never experienced somebody who just—it's just like every everything that come out of his mouth is some like fabrication of what's actually going on in the moment, mm-hmm. and it's it's really non consequential shit. And the way that he wrap it up makes it sound funny, you know. So his cousin will be there, and he'll be like, "Yeah, he be having monkeys in the trunk," you know. And it's like, okay, that's not true, but like, and so I was just fascinated by why what would happen. That would make you do this. And the thing I know about their family is that he was the youngest. And not only that, but he is about eight years between him and the next oldest person. You know, and the family focused on all three of them because they were all athletes and he never cared to he never cared to play any sports. And so it was an athletic family. So they always went to their games. They always went to the booster clubs and stuff. They always had like they jerseys and stuff on. I figured the only way that he probably could get some attention was through the fantastical. He probably had imaginary friends. He probably used to tell stories to try to get people's attention. And it probably turned into something like that. Um, I don't know, but I'm just saying that to say when we're talking about trauma responses, when you hear the term trauma response, what you're talking about is whatever somebody went through in their young life, it turned into doing a thing to protect you some kind of way that can be maladaptive. So what will make somebody just be lying inconsequentially like that? Uh, I don't know what it is for my brother. Um, Like I said, he literally has been that way he his entire life like he'll lie to get out of trouble but he'll also just lie to lie like an example and most of the time it's a grain of truth in what he says but he's gonna exacerbate it right when i was six 17 17 we were in a car accident um he i was up for homecoming queen i was not popular let me go ahead and make that disclaimer right now the only reason that i was up for homecoming queen is because the girl who usually got voted for everything people were mad at her it's the same reason i i I did get prom queen because they were mad at her so basically it was just kind of like bitch we gonna give it to like this random ass person instead of you kind of a thing but anyway um being part of the homecoming court during the football game you had to have somebody escort you out on the field um, and I did not want my dad to do it because my dad drinks. And so it wasn't no guarantee he was going to be sober to do that shit. Um, my brother had moved out. He was grown, like young adult, but he he was grown. He had moved out at this point. And so he came back home to escort me because I had requested that because I didn't want my dad to do it. Um, everybody went to Burger King after the football games in my town. He went to Burger King showing his ass, being himself, getting loud with the police, got arrested. They impounded his car. So that Saturday morning, 
he woke me up to go take him. We were in a car accident on the way to taking him to get his car to impound. Now, the accident was a pretty bad accident. Total my car. A car turned in front of me. Um, but we were not seriously injured. Okay. I like hit my knee uh on the dash and um I was on like uh crutches for like maybe a week. Probably I, I, it was not nothing severe, nothing serious, right? If he were to come on the show and tell that story right now, this is the way he tells it. He tells it, uh, we were in a car accident. I was taking him to pick his car up. But he says he went through the windshield and I broke my leg to the extent of having like a bone sticking out. Neither of those things fucking happened. Neither of those things happened. And he'll tell you that. He's very charismatic. So, like, you, somebody who don't know him, he's telling this story to, will be like, oh, man, you know, you survived that? That's crazy. You know, he just tell lies like that. Like, he just exacerbates everything. And he's been that way since he was a kid. He lied to the teacher about why he didn't, he wasn't doing his homework. I was a baby at the time. We got an older brother. So, it was only three of us at the time. My oldest brother, like, helped my mom out with me because he was responsible. Mike went to school and told the teacher that he had like six siblings and that he had to help take care of them. And because he was helping take care of them in the evening, it made it hard for him to do his homework. So, of course, now the teacher thinks my mom is a fucking terrible parent. So she called her to do a, <laughs> a parent teacher conference with her to basically be like, you know, you need to be more supportive of him doing his work. And my mom was like, he ain't got nothing but one younger sibling and his oldest brother watch her. So I don't ha- I only have three children total to the point where I had that same, this was when he was in sixth grade. I had the same teacher when I got to sixth grade and she, she fucking told me that story. Damn. Like he just lied. And I don't, I, I, I wish I could tell you why I wish I could like, uh, the the only thing that I know, obviously, we all grew up in the same household with my dad being an alcoholic. But my dad is not his biological dad. Now, his biological dad died in a car accident when he was, I don't know how old he was when his dad died. Maybe like five or six. Was he that old? No, he couldn't have been because I would have been around by then. He had to be like three or four, maybe. Um, When his dad got killed in a car accident. And my mom and his dad weren't together, so it ain't like it was. He was like really close to his dad. So I don't know what his what trauma response his could be. He's just a fucking liar. To the it just and it's like it's such silly shit that you be like, why are you lying about this? Like, yes, we were in a car accident. Why you can't just tell what happened? It wasn't bad enough to be in a car accident. You gotta like dress it up. Um, he just lied. Do you feel like he created that reality in his head or he always know what it is and he just tell the story differently? I think he knows what it is because it's he's created a whole new childhood for himself. If you were to ask him about now again, mind you, growing up in our in our house was not a it was not good. But he made a, a whole different version of in which he basically was like fucking Cinderella and like we were like the evil step siblings and my mom was the evil stepmom, and just like everybody hated him and nobody loved him, but my dad and like just treated him so bad, just created a whole nother childhood for himself. Yeah. 
I feel like it's likely that we both have run into pathological liars in our oh, work. Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> and help them with the life that they never had get better Probably. from. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. I'm sure it's happened. Um yeah. So to answer his question, why is that a problem, sir, is because it grows. Like right now it's minor stuff, but if you don't get this urge to lie under control, then you, it's going to become bigger shit. Because you just, you just, you going to get in the habit of lying and giving into that urge to just not tell the truth. So you need to go figure out what the fuck you got going on that make you want to tell these lies. Because you're right. They're small things, but it's like, exactly. It's small. Why are you lying about that? <laughs> Like, what the fuck? This turned out to be a boring-ass letter. Sorry. I, only... I mean, we never know what we're going to get. You, you know what I'm saying? Know. Like Forrest Gump and the chocolates. You know what I'm saying? You never know what you're going to get. Uh, You wanted to do the one about lying about where he been working? No. Well, yeah, that one and the uh, paternity. R- you still No, we skipped paternity? paternity. That's right. Yeah, yeah where he was... been working. Okay. Uh, am I the asshole for lying to my wife about where I've been working? Um, wife is 28, he's 29. When my wife was over six months pregnant, I got laid off from my job. My wife has very high blood pressure, which doesn't make it any better since she's been stressed this whole pregnancy about the baby's health. We unfortunately suffered two miscarriages in the past and we have been really afraid of losing our son. When I got laid off, I never told her. Instead, every day leaving for work, uh, I was... I was taking up Uber to have some sort of income coming in because this wasn't something extra I wanted her to stress about. For over two months, there have been job interviews and applications submitted for the same position I was working, but at different companies. Thank goodness that I finally got a job offer recently. My hiring date is in a few days, but my wife surprised me today when she called me asking me where the hell I was. She came to the office I used to work to bring me a surprise lunch. Obviously, I wasn't there, though. And she got really, really mad. Then after telling her the real reason, my wife started crying. She told me, how, <clears throat> how could I lie to her about something important? But we we would have been fine with me not working for a few months. There would have been money from my unemployment, my savings, and the money I was making off of Uber to keep us going even after the baby got here. I also tried explaining that it was for her health and the baby so she doesn't stress about money. My wife didn't care, though, because it was still a lie. Right now, she went to go cool off at her sister's for a bit. I asked, I talked to her sister on the phone and thinks that, yeah, I've been asked for not telling her about it, even after explaining my reasons for my reasons being my wife's health. Was I really being an asshole, though? Yeah, lying is bad and it's always important to tell the truth. But for this particular situation, am I the asshole? Yes, sir. You are the <laughs> asshole. A relationship is a partnership. Um, one thing, um, patriarchy, masculinity, all of that shit embedded in. A lot of that shit tells you that, like, your partner can't handle it. Your wife can't handle it. And so telling them it's going to be, you know, bullshit. But then you minimize her role in the partnership when you do shit like that. Like, that's invalidating. It makes a person feel less than. It makes a person not feel included in their own relationship. That is some shit that you don't want your partner to experience. And, And the idea of it'll cause a more you know problematic pregnancy and more stress that's possible but like the same shit happened bro you know what happened is what would have happened is because now she think he was out fucking bitches because why the fuck you wasn't at work 
I mean, even if she don't think that, even if she trusts this man a hundred percent, you know, it, the 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 reality is she probably would have talked some sense into you. She probably would have said, "It's okay, babe. We got savings. We got money. We'll be fine." And it's like as soon as you realized the unemployment was going to be fine, like it, there was a point where you realized things were going to be fine, and you still didn't tell her. Like you did you think that you was gonna get away with this, get a new job, and then like you had no game plan, bro. You had no game plan. And not having a game plan when you're in a marriage and you lose a job is problematic in itself. But not telling your partner, that's that's stupid. Yeah. And you can't you can't do that. Can't get away with shit like that, my boy. Like you can't, but you know, then it comes off as again, you need to explore some shit with yourself. Um, because why can't you tell your partner this? Is this shit masculinity based? Is it fear based? I mean, there might be some trauma for for you, not as much as your wife, I'm sure, from the miscarriages, and it's like your fear of possibly losing a baby is making you act in ways that are, are counterproductive to your relationship. While in your mind, you think it's productive towards the birth of your child. Mm -hmm. So that's trauma. You need to go talk to a therapist about that shit. If that's the case. But yeah, yeah. you are the asshole, bro, in this situation. Don't lie to your wife. Be honest with her. Tell her the shit up front. Uh, it's certain shit you can lie to your wife about. You know, if you don't like the hairstyle, just tell her it's fine. You know, that's okay. I mean, people think he's an asshole, but they get why. So, like, somebody said, it's too bad we can't rate the amount of asshole on a scale from 1 to 10. Yeah, you lied. You should have found a time and a way to tell her. Perhaps reached out to her sister to help you break the news gently, but you haul ass to find work and did your best. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm going to give you a 1. So, people feel like he's an asshole, but they understand his intentions because of the miscarriages. Uh, that, that, don't, that don't fit. That still don't fit for me. I mean, wow. I get why I get why people would feel that way. Um, but I think you're gonna get this response from a wife ninety five percent of the time. Get what you know response? What huh? Get what response? Anger of not being told something like this. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think he, of course, he didn't think she was gonna find out that he did this. Like. I mean, I then think that, like then that's the biggest part of the lie. Like the biggest part of it is you believe that you could get away with something, not telling your wife. And how was you gonna get your old job back? <laughs> you know, like at some point, now he probably was gonna come to her and say like, "Hey, I got a job opportunity that's better than where I was." Like he probably would have just presented it like he was leaving his old job as opposed to. Um, uh, I understand why some people would give him credit for his intentions. Uh, I don't. Should have told your partner. Should have told her. I mean, he should have told her, but I, especially because she had had miscarriages. It wasn't just he thought she wasn't strong enough to accept it, but he didn't want her to miscarry from stress of we got this baby coming and we, you ain't working. But see, my foresight would have said if she finds out the stress of her finding out and then realizing that I lied and having to process the original issue that I think would have caused her stress would be more stressful than me just telling her now ripping the band-aid off. But which people, is what's going but on. 
people that lie lie under the the assumption that they're not gonna get caught. We finna talk about a bitch that did that that to to excruciating detail, but um, you know, he didn't think he was gonna get caught, so the it was gonna be worse if he got caught. People don't think about that when they tell a lie. You you tell a lie because you think you're gonna get away with it. Me thinking about that is why I tell the truth. <laughs> like me thinking about that is not like I wouldn't even lie. That's why I tell the truth. That's why I rip a bandaid off of a motherfucker. I'd be like, look, I just don't want to get caught up in no fucking web of stories that I got to keep up with because I've done some different shit. But we talked about how you can't use yourself as the threshold. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> but I think that if you if you talk to enough women and knew the recollection of the history of how women respond to being left out, like women do not want to hear no shit about, yeah, I didn't tell you because of your condition. I didn't tell you because of your pregnancy. I didn't tell you because I was scared. If you know women, you know that that shit never going to fly. I don't, I don't care about the intentions. Like let your partner know things. Let your wife know shit. Is this is not going to go well. I don't care what your intentions are. You're going like these motherfuckers have been broke up for shit like this. Like, yeah. if you want but, your relationship to last, you be honest in your relationship. But had she not gone to take him to lunch and he told her, Oh, I got a new job opportunity, I'm switching jobs, she would have never known. He could have gotten away with this. It just took him too long. He just would have known. He just, she just wouldn't know about it. So, what? I mean, it still would have been some bullshit in terms it of what his actions were. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, his he did all of this under the assumption that he was not going to get caught because that's what most people do when they lie. They don't think about the consequences because they don't think the consequence matters because I'm not going to get caught. Now I, that don't work. I told you, I told y'all my, my um, morality uh, code is I'm not going to do nothing. I ain't willing to take the consequences for. Okay. I'll speed. I'll pay that ticket. But I'm not doing no fucking shit that's going to wind me up in fucking jail or prison because a bitch is not made for that. Okay, so I'm not even gonna sit up here and act like I don't do shit because I I, I don't do it because it's wrong. I don't do it because I ain't gonna accept the fucking consequences if I get caught. Okay, if I if I if I lived in a world where I knew I could do whatever and never get caught, I, my choices might be a bit different. <laughs> but knowing how I could get caught, I'm not ready to accept the consequences of it. So. I mean, I feel like most people that lie don't expect to get caught. They don't think about the consequences because they don't think the consequence will matter to them because they ain't going to find out. Gotcha. They'll, they'll never know. Um, gotcha. But yeah, we can move on to your news unless you want to do another one. Nah, they were some good ones. Keep that one. I hope you're keeping them ones that I told you to keep kept because I mean, I- I've been naming the episodes after the theme so I can look back and remember what I've done. Because <laughs> <Okay. laughs> so, otherwise. There were some good ones. All right. Um, Jamie Foxx released a statement. Oh, I didn't even uh, know. Yeah, Jamie Foxx released a statement. He basically came out and said, look, I appreciate y'all. I appreciate all the support. And he said that I know that, like, Stories done been coming out and all these things and I was paralyzed and blind and all these different things. And and he said that like I did not want y'all to see me like that. He said he was real sick. Oh. He didn't want he didn't want us to see he didn't want to see us like that. He said he wanted to remember wanted us to remember him for the jokes. 
Like, and he was joking in the video too. He was like, everybody thought I was blind, and he crossed his eyes, and then he started <laughs> looking left and right with his eyes. He says, my eyes are fine, and he said, I want y'all to remember me for the jokes. He did some voices, um, and you know, it's good to hear him being okay. Uh, he mentioned, he said somebody, uh, somebody said I was cloned, um. But I ain't cloned, but if I'm not mistaken, it's some some new uh, movie out about something like that. He couldn't say no more than that because he's still a part of SAG after, so he couldn't say nothing about somebody cloned Tyrone. Um, oh, okay. But I think that was a reference to that. And um, which every which a lot of people are saying is a good movie. I just keep seeing that on on Facebook. Uh, people saying it's a good movie. Um, and then. I saw this morning they posted a side-by-side picture of old Jamie Foxx with the current Jamie Foxx. His face is a little bit skinnier. The camera angle was off, and they made it look like it's something wrong. <sighs> it's so stupid. They fin- so the Gucci Mane clone motherfuckers finna come back out and say that's oh, what happened with Jamie Foxx. I imagine because of that shit. Like, them conspiracy theorists on that end. Eh. Anyway. Next, uh, okay, so you you can get into this conversation about Carly Russell. Uh, if you keep up with any part of the news, you know that this girl named Carly Russell in Birmingham area, Hoover, where we live. I actually used to live in Hoover. I work in Hoover. My office is in Hoover. I'm actually, <laughs> my office is actually next to the police department where they had the, the news conference at. And she she got disappeared. Or so we thought. She said she saw a child on the interstate, and then the people, um, she pulled over to stop to check on the child. Somebody grabbed her, and it turned into a whole mess of shenanigans. Now, at the beginning, nobody knew what she was. All we knew was her car was on the interstate with some food, takeout food in it. Her phone and shit was there. Nobody seen a baby. Um, and her fucking face went national. She's all over the news, everywhere on your fucking favorite YouTube channel, everything. Um, and then fucking shit started unraveling. Now, when this first happened, what, what was you thinking, Red? Like, what was on your mind when it first happened? Um, I, I, I did not have, like, a lot of doubt, but I drove 459, um, Parts of the story were kind of like what? Because she saw, so apparently she she called and said she saw like a, a toddler, a three or four year old, on the side of the interstate, and she had stopped. And I was like, how would you even? And it's at night. How would you even? First of all, see a, a kid on the side of the road, be able to stop and get behind them because it's the fucking interstate. Like you have to, if you even if you see somebody that you want to help. Most of the time, you're going too fast to, like, immediately stop. You know what I'm saying? So you have to go down, come exit off, come back around, whatever, whatever. So that part was weird, but I was like, I was I was really like, that's fucked up. Like, if she got, if somebody snatched her up and used a kid as bait, that's terrible. Like, I had questions, but I wasn't like, that bitch is lying. At no point did I feel that way. I was just like, this is weird. I don't get why, how she did this, but, like, I hope they find her. That's how I felt at first. So earlier on the uh so if you don't know Birmingham is a hub for trafficking and the reason is because when you start getting down the interstate on 65 it turns into a big fucking 
shift of a bunch of different roads. You can keep going straight to go up towards Tennessee. You can go off to the left to go towards Mississippi. You can go off towards the right to go towards Atlanta. And it's proposed to just be an easy way to get away from police officers, to get away from people who are chasing you. And so they kidnap girls around here close to those roads. So the person who is like a popular person in the area for kidnapping is like there are no signs or no indications of any kidnappings and trafficking around Birmingham that they use a trap baby for. It's just that they don't do that. So that's the first thing that was like, well, is this a new trafficking tactic? Man. So I'm thinking, damn, black women pulling over is going to be a problem. Black women stopping on the street going to be a problem. Don't stop to change a tire. Don't stop. It, like, it'll be a problem. You on the side of the street and they they come in and track and fit you like that. You know, don't do that. So I'm like, okay, this is fucked up. So I'm sharing stuff. I'm watching lives. I'm getting information. And then shit starts to unravel. Uh, because in Birmingham, in Birmingham, because we here, this is what everybody on my Facebook is talking about. It's people who know the girl. It's people who know the family. Early on, I remember reading that that girl crazy, just like the rest of her family. She's also apparently, and I'm learning these things just from like people. They are privileged in Birmingham. They know they like they live in Hoover. Like they ain't connected yeah. to the black community, you know. And so I'm hearing this stuff early, and I'm like, bro, these motherfuckers just always want a TV show to be going on. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and so, but I'm not invested in it. Like, I'm not like, I'm always believe black women, goddamn. I'm always, when black women say some shit, I'd rather believe it and it be a lie than to not believe it and it be the truth. So I'm going to believe black women when they saying some shit. Um, and so I'm believing it, I'm believing it, and it just getting more and more weird. Because after two days, she showed back up at her house. At her fucking house. At her home. Which don't make no sense. Like, no what, sense. did the kidnappers coincidentally get a random person, kidnap them, and then have them nearby to their home without knowing it? Or did the kidnappers drop her off? You know? Or why wouldn't you, like, as soon as you get dropped off wherever you at why don't you go call the police immediately you gonna go to the first house police station wherever because you don't know if they're following you whatever you like you're not gonna go home that's not if you escape a situation you're just trying to get the fucking safety you're not gonna go all the way the fuck home that's not don't nobody do that no so she came back she went to the hospital now a lot of people don't know this part because this is like some inner city shit. About goddamn 50 nurses got fired from the hospital because they went into her chart to see what damage was done to her. Like 50 nurses goddamn That shit is wild. Don't went into her HIPAA protected chart yeah. with no reason to find that shit. Not only did that happen, did they fire them nurses? They were calling other nurses who had put in applications that same day <laughs> to replace them nurses because it's been a nurse shortage for a long time and low motivation on nurses since COVID and shit. And a very low motivation on nurses who are stationed at particular hospitals 
because travel nurses be coming in getting paid more than the nurses that work at the place. And so they've been disgruntled about a whole bunch of shit. And so uh, it's been nurses putting in application. And so that one of them inner city things that happened. But then come to find out she ain't got no, she got a scratch on her head. And then she come out, her parents go to the Today Show. I didn't watch that interview. I didn't but watch the interview Apparently Mama Hal was weird. The black community been joking on Mama Hair in Birmingham. We do the most. <laughs> Very much so. And oh, then no. it turned into her telling the story of what the fuck happened. Um, now the police during this whole time has been like they've been kind of flexing that like we I think the police kind of knew the whole time that the shit didn't happen. But I think that the police has in Hoover, they in um Thanksgiving about four or five years ago, they shot a black man in the um in the mall, police officer, and then it turned into one of those not getting the footage, protecting the police officer, you know, putting out bad stuff about that person. And Hoover ain't got no good grace with the black community right now. Oh, they probably never will. But if they were going to deal with this case, they had to do it well. And so they being real gracious in this situation. They saying, okay, well, we found out that she she went to go get some food before she, you know, got in the car. We also found out that she went to Target before this. And she bought some snacks. She did. And the snacks were not in the car. So, I mean... Did the kidnapper see the food and just be like, hey, get them Target snacks <laughs> with her ass? <laughs> you know? So I was like, okay. Uh, then you find out that she stole some shit from her job. She worked out at a spa. Yeah. She stole money out of the register. She stole a robe and she stole a roll of toilet paper. So, I, you know, who knows? Clearly, the, a person who was conjuring up this kind of story ain't no point in trying to make sense of the shit that they did up to oh, all around all of this. It doesn't make any sense. The police also said that they found on her phone searches of very particular shit. How much does it cost? Or do you have to pay for an Amber Alert? That's one. Another one is uh, one-way tickets to Nashville. Another one is the movie Taken. <laughs> so, at first I was given the benefit of the doubt that she was trying to get away from somebody by leaving the city. And because of that, seeing herself all over the place, she had to come up with a story. But saying that she looked up Taken meant that this was a part of the plan all along. Like, when she was searching shit, she was like, it's just not, it's a big coincidence that your, that your favorite movie that you searched for before you said you got abducted was Taken. And then you got abducted. And then, you know, your story is... So then she started telling the goddamn story. She said that somebody done grabbed her ass out of her car, <laughs> dragged into the goddamn woods. Over a fence. They made her go over the fence. And then they went over the fence after her. Why the fuck would you just run full speed? Why that ain't a part of your story? Why is that a, like where I, they, he told me to go over the fence and I got over the fence and I ran like hell? Even if you're going to get caught, maybe you can find a stick on the ground or something. Like, at this point, you don't know if your life is going to be goddamn over because this motherfucker going to drag you in the woods and kill you. You're supposed to be going to try to find something to hit this motherfucker in the face with. Anyway, that ain't the case. I guess she just waited for his ass to jump over the motherfucking fence, too, in her head. And then they took her to uh, an 18-wheeler. Now, this whole time, she ain't blindfolded. Now, 
Like, you don't get kidnapped if somebody just show you where the fuck they taking you to. That don't make sense. But that's what happened, apparently. Now, and and so, if she wasn't blindfolded, when she was telling this story, she should have been like, yeah, it was over behind the Met, or yeah, it was over past CVS. Like, not being blindfolded, tell the story of what you've seen in this, and where they take you, taking you. Yeah. So they can go find this 18-wheeler and all of this. Apparently, they done put her in the 18-wheeler they done got them, uh, took pictures of her, which they blindfolded her at this point, which how you know that they take a picture of you? Motherfuckers don't be having a shutter on on them goddamn cameras. How the fuck you, how you know they would take a picture? Right? Then, a white woman apparently was playing in her hair. Okay, and let's make something clear about playing in her hair. She had her wig off. They found a wig in the car. So she got wig braids. Okay, and it, that, but which is basically cornrows. Playing in your hair, how? How the fuck is somebody playing in your cornrows? Scratching between the rows, goddamn! <laughs> like my head itchy. Can you scratch between these rows for me? <laughs> Ain't nobody finna scratch no underweed, underweed, goddamn cornrow uh, dandruff. No. They're not. They're not finna do that. Ain't no white person finna take your damn hair down in the damn thing so that they can play with some black folks' hair. That shit ain't flowy like motherfuckers get kidnapped and taken, like Liam Neeson's daughter in Taken. That's the hair that they motherfuckers play in. Not to say that they wouldn't play in a nice, amazing, beautiful afro, right? But they not finna play in no motherfucking whatever you got under that wig. I tell no, you that. they're not. They're not doing that. Painted so, her nails. They also painted the painted nails. Painted the nails. And just, it's like, come on, bro. What? Like, was her nails painted when she got there? Like, when she got to the hospital with her nails painted? <laughs> Somebody should, like, UAB can't release that information. But I wonder when the police came there to talk to her, was her fucking nails painted? Or did she have to scratch the nail paint off? Or was it the nail paint that she had on her fingers the day before when she said they painted my Like, some of this shit I feel like could have been proven to a degree. Anyway, the story continues on to she got away, ran, a car came and picked her up after she got away, bought her back, and somehow at some point they let her go or she got away and she walked to her house, wherever she was at. And it's just so much shit that didn't go together with what the police said, said happened, and now a whole nation feels bamboozled and the whole black community is fucking heated about it yes rightfully so i feel like like look we didn't have any situations there was a lady oh what was that lady name one of the mothers who actually has a daughter who is still fucking missing came out and supported this bitch during the time that we thought that she was still missing okay we already as women and especially as black women, it's already just difficult for us to receive help. It's difficult for people to believe that we need help, that things happen to us. And so what makes me livid about this shit is that you, this is, we didn't need this. I feel the same way about her doing this shit as I feel about women that lie about being raped. There, it's already difficult for rape victims to get help, bitch. That ain't nothing you need to be lying about. I, I just, I don't, why would you do that? Why would you go this far? And I think what happened with Carly is I think that 
she did not think it was going to get the attention that it fucking got. Because obviously she had not planned this out well or had not planned out a story for what what she was going to say when she popped the fuck back up. Like, I don't think she thought it was going to get national attention. They called the FBI in. There was private citizens in Hoover who volunteered and formed a fucking search party looking for this bitch or clues. To, like, it, the amount of attention that this got and effort that it got for it to have been not true is just going to make people not take shit seriously in the, in, in the future. And I hate that for the next black girl that gets abducted that really is abducted. Like, this ain't no shit to lie about. It's certain shit that you just don't fucking lie about. Rape is one of those things abduction is one of those things like don't fucking do that that shit is a is frustrating to me like i could have punched her in her fucking face and then you gone for 49 fucking hours and it's the best story you could come up with you had 49 hours wherever the fuck you was at to come up with a story and your story is that they were stroking your wig braids painting your nails oh the, the cheeses feeding her cheeses Cheese it specifically. <laughs> like how you know? How you know it wasn't cheap off-brand motherfucking cheese? Like how you know it was cheese it? Like cheese is a brand name. How you know that's what it was? How you know it wasn't a family dollar like cheese uts? You know what I'm saying? Like how you, you don't know. You don't know. That but shit is just frustrating. Bro. So I guess I got a little bit. I mean, I ain't mad. I, I just I just know people out here be doing stupid shit all the time. That's just some more stupid shit. Uh, I don't necessarily think this like has an implication on how black girls will be engaged with in the future. Not by the law enforcement. Um, the black community definitely going to be goddamn skeptical of the shit. But also, this is its own thing because black girls don't never show back up. We don't never get this part of the story. When this actually happens, they stay gone. And that is an unfortunate part of this conversation to be had. But, but that's why it hurts though. Like it hurts because, because of that. But it's she not as came back. We thought we 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 finally got one and this bitch is a liar. But it <laughs> a terrible I'm just saying one. That to say a lot of people who were saying this set us back or whatever. It's like, no, the girl who lied about being kidnapped is not gonna be calculated into all the black girls who have been kidnapped and who are gone. And who are not here. She's not going to be calculated into that. She's her own isolated little thing. This ain't going to set us back. What's going to happen though. Is the next person who. Who get kidnapped. The black community going to start off skeptical of it. And there's a whole bunch of people. That's going to start off not believing it. Because of her. You know but. I just don't think it's going to move the needle. On the, the black girls getting kidnapped. Anyway. And the reality is, I, what I really hope, what I really hope is inherently in her mind, because to me, this will be the worst possible way to think and to do this, is that she knows that black girls are not found when they are kidnapped. And because she knows that it's more likely for her as a black girl to get kidnapped and then not found or not focused on, that's why she used that. Because she thought that she was going to be invisible and nobody was going to come after her and nobody was going to look for her. That's the worst case scenario to capitalize off of the mass loss of black girls in that way to make a story like that. But if she always intended to come back, 
that doesn't go. Like that's, that works if she was yeah, gonna like completely disappear and just never, you know, nobody ever see her again. Well, but that the thing is, the 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 assumption has been that ordering the one way ticket to Nashville was the I'm getting away from here and I'm not coming back. So it's possible that the idea was not to come back. But it's like, okay, but look at Nashville. For anybody that's like poor at geography like I am, Texas is just right. I mean, Texas, Tennessee is not far. <laughs> okay. That ain't, you didn't escape. <laughs> you didn't even get out the South. Like you, <laughs> that is not a good escape plan. That's, <laughs> if your family go to fucking Gatlinburg, for, for, for the holidays, they plan. might run into your bitch ass. Like, I think it's a great escape plan. How? All right. Feel me on this. So outside of the South, it's a lot more liberal motherfuckers. It's a lot more activists. It's a lot more people that's likely to see you and recognize you. Where else to go but the whitest, safest place you could possibly be? Where everybody think we all look a goddamn like anyway. Like, come on now. If you are a black person trying to run away from your problems... Now, you don't want to go to motherfucking Coleman and Clanton because they white too, but they all lynch your ass, okay? You want to go somewhere that's white and safe for black people. Motherfucking Nashville. It ain't nothing but country singles in that motherfucker. All of them think black folks look alike. Jason Aldean out there motherfucking making a song about trying that shit in a small town. That's why you don't go to a small town. You go to a big town with a bunch of Jason Aldeans in it where they can't do small town shit to you in a big town. Nobody gonna know. They'll never fucking know. The the story that she came up with upon her return does not give me uh, confidence that she's intelligent enough to have thought that out. And that's why she chose Tennessee. I just, I'm not confident in her intellect. Inadvertently, then, black people, if you're <laughs> running away from responsibilities, go. Because if I go up there, I'm going to be Mark Henry goddamn for a year. I'm just going to tell them I'm Mark Henry. They'll believe it. Yeah. Or, or Warren Sapp, some bald headed motherfucker with a beard. I'm just going to tell them I'm that motherfucker. And they ain't going to know the wiser. You ain't Eddie Sharp that be on the news. Nope. That's not me. I I will say that I love my black people and the memes. Have been. I mean, we people was on it immediately. Like the number of TikToks and memes that I have seen. Uh, and and for anybody that's like, I hate when shit happens and people like try to make you know jokes and and because it's a heavy situation, the people that are like, y'all can't take nothing serious. This isn't funny. You shouldn't be making jokes about. Shut the fuck up. Don't get on TikTok. Don't watch the videos. Let us enjoy because it's a fucked up situation. And if I can find some joy in a terrible situation, I'm going to fucking find it. She shouldn't have shit. She shouldn't have fucking did the shit. Okay? So, shut up. <laughs> and let me enjoy these memes. Because they are hilarious. The number of taken, um, like, movie art that I've seen <laughs> with her in it, with her wig braids, <laughs> uh, have been hilarious. But I just... It was unnecessary. She 25. If you tired of your life, leave it. Just fucking leave it. You grown. Just leave it. Move. Don't tell nobody where the fuck you going. Because you can do that. The reason why this was the situation it became is because she created this elaborate ass. Big, you call, she didn't just call her family and be on the phone with them. 
and then scream and say she she called 911. She involved the police. Just fucking leave. Like, get up, go. Don't tell nobody where you're going. And just that it would have been so much different. She would have been so much more successful had she not created this elaborate ass story and involved the fucking police who then involved the FBI. Fucking like it was a whole fucking thing. <laughs> she she did way too much for somebody that if, if she wanted to escape and get away and never for people not to find her, that was not the way to go about it. Yeah. Like even if it didn't become na- the national story that it became. It's still, why would you involve the police? Because if you just disappear as a grown person and it ain't no uh, evidence that something like sinister happened to you, the police really ain't finna do too much about that. A 25-year-old that's just like left and won't answer her phone don't necessarily mean that there's anything wrong. And it never would have got the attention that it got had she just fucking just up and left. As opposed to making up a story about a a child on on the interstate and her getting abducted, like she did way too much if she was just trying to disappear. It's easy so, way to do that. So for me, memes and jokes is where I'm okay with it ending for real. Like I think it's okay to laugh and joke at a person who don't have no mental health issues and who just kind of got yeah. lost in their own little story or whatever <laughs> happened with whatever why she did this. Where I draw the line, I think, is that people who are saying that they want to take back their prayers and people who are wanting her to go to jail, you know, people who saying she should be charged and all of these things. Um, I think, I don't think that shit matters to me. Like if it don't Why? matter to the police, it definitely don't matter to me. Like the police already said, we ain't interested in charging her. They, he didn't say, he said that that ain't they focus right now. Well, he said they hadn't even got to the thought of that. Because they've been trying to figure out what the fuck has been going on, yeah. But I just I don't think it makes a difference whether she gets charged or arrested. I it don't it don't change nothing. It don't do nothing. It don't help nothing. You don't think that she should have to be have receive a punishment for lying about like so like people that women that lie about rape. You don't think that they should have consequences for doing it if they if they are truly lying. Not if the uh not if the person that they lied on didn't get no jail time. I mean, there's a lot of women that lie about that, but the rate at which men get incarcerated for women being raped is so low that even when they do, it don't turn into charges most of the time. Um, but also again, even if I said yes to that, that's a different scenario because it didn't implicate nobody else in it. It was just her. Like, it didn't cause harm to nobody else. It didn't cause harm, but it wasted a whole lot of people's time. Again, listen. they did a search party. They called the FBI in. All of that shit cost money. Listen, I'm never going to advocate for nobody black going to no goddamn police, number one. Especially off some arbitrary shit that didn't do nothing but waste a fuck-ass system a broken fuck ass systems time already. Them niggas waste their time being in the goddamn black community on the on their own. So I don't give a fuck about the time that the police and the FBI wasted. They can kiss my ass. Now I do commend the community um for the advocacy. And I uh and I hate that like it's a father of another child that came missing that was never found that got involved in it and 
spit in his face. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, but I think that those are things that the community is going to always do and is going to keep doing. The people who would do that ain't going to start discerning whether they should or shouldn't do it because this particular person was lying. That's something the community chose to do, and they'll do it again. They've done it before. You just said earlier, though, that it's, people are going to be a lot more, um, like, not willing to believe shit when it happens. No, 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 no. The activist community is always going to go find in the good. They're always going to go do the searching. they always going to put up the lives. they always going to spread the news. That's the activist community. I'm talking about the people who go out and do this. When a black girl turn up missing those people. But it's a ton of people on TikTok, a ton of people on social media putting up Facebook lives, just angry because they got duped because, you know, the shit happened and they thought, believed it. And now they they found out there's a lie. It's like their egos got ruptured because of that shit. Them the people I'm talking about. Them motherfuckers, they going like them the ones I'm talking about in that scenario. Like they going to be skeptical. Like when the next time a girl had next time a black girl come up missing, it uh, search Carly Russell. Search Carly. A whole bunch of people are gonna be creating the lateral to that situation. Oh, I hope this ain't no Carly situation. I hope this, that's what I'm talking about. But the activists in the community, no, they're gonna go out there. And that's commendable because they always do that shit. They the people that's gonna go out there and be on the front lines, be in the police's face. You know, but on a on a black American ass shit, I'm not gonna advocate for nobody to go to jail if some something uh that they did was arbitrarily uh arbitrary and not harmful to uh anybody else in that situation so um but in the case just go back going back in the case that a girl lies about a, a man assaulting them and he gets arrested that's a problem yes she she needs some consequences for that you know what i'm saying uh consequences don't necessarily have to be her going to jail but there needs to be some consequences this ain't necessary. She getting consequences. Now, where now, I don't the, I guess the reason that I'm the reason that I'm most okay with what's going on outside of calling for her to be arrested and go to jail just so people can find out what actually happened if she even talked in is because she ain't taking no accountability. She ain't said, okay, I fucked up. She ain't said my bad. She ain't took no accountability herself. And so, I mean, people can say whatever they want about her, and I ain't gonna advocate for people not saying what they want about her. They can feel on it. They can cuss ass out on TikTok. I don't give a fuck. She ain't taking no accountability for the shit. She ain't telling people that she wasted their time. She ain't apologizing to the people she hurt inadvertently for this shit. So, I don't give a fuck about what happened on that note. She don't need to go to jail. She don't need to deal with no police system. I don't, Getting I don't like charges does not always equal jail. I do think that there should be some kind of a, rep, a some repercussions for this, for her doing it. Like, I I can advocate for black people not going to jail, but this shit is like, bitch, it was stupid and it was unnecessary. And I just, I don't really give a fuck. I don't, I don't, I mean, it is what it is. You shouldn't have did it. Red, she's finna have consequences. She gotta have to move, but she gotta leave Birmingham. She can't stay here. She might not, it's a lot of places. She probably can't go in America now. Like, she ain't finna get no goddamn job. She got fired from her spa job because she stole some shit. You know, she finished. I mean, ain't nobody let her name pop up on a hospital, goddamn. You know what I'm saying? That hospital might be like, look, put CR on her chart and put her in the fucking top floor, but don't, 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 don't tell nobody she fucking here. Like she, she's finna get consequences. You know it. I know it. 
arbitrarily added consequences don't mean she finna probably get kicked out of fucking nursing school. What kind of life is she finna be able to make? She finna have enough consequences. Yeah, I mean, people want consequences that they can see. But the reality is, her life is fucked. She fucked her life up. At least until she get grown enough to not look like she look now or smart enough to shift up how she is. She which, already 25. What you mean grown enough? Not like 50? Yeah, she ain't she ain't fully into who she can look like when she's 35. You look hella different when you were 25. Did I? Yes. I don't think I looked Your ass was skin. How long ago did you gain weight? Like, did uh, you get... I was in my 30s when I gained 30? weight. Yeah. Then at 25, the 25-year-old version of you and the, and the 35-year-old version of you, two different motherfuckers, aesthetically, at least in Nashville... <laughs> I mean, not not <laughs> significant enough that I feel like people gonna not recognize. I wish y'all knew exactly. Like, I wish y'all knew how fucking skinny Red used to fucking be. I was. I was very small. Like, I didn't realize how small it was. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's, it's, it's ridiculous how skinny she used to be compared to now. But I, I guess I'm saying, and maybe not even aesthetically, it's an, enough time can pass by to where. She can start a reasonable life if she goddamn ain't on some bullshit. But it's finna be a while. Her name done travel too far, too fast. She's gonna have to start going by her middle. So I'm just saying she got consequences. I mean, being charged ain't gonna being charged and even going to jail for a month ain't gonna be no bigger consequences than the shit that's gonna happen outside of those things. So, like not being able to get a job, not being able to go back to school. Like, ain't no telling what her boyfriend probably about to break up with her ass. Like, she Oh, the- he, listen, he fine as hell, too. Uh, if if she was trying to, like, do anything to help out her relationship, she, that misfired. Because they start showing him, I know it's been bitches in his DM. Because he is a very attractive man. So now <laughs> all you did was put a whole bunch of attention on him that people who, who wouldn't have ever seen him before a day in their life, not everybody know who your man is. He's Let me go find this nigga so I can hate. He dark skinned, bearded, just a nice looking, nice looking man. I want to hate. What? <laughs> what you look like, nigga? He's attractive. I ain't oh, never seen him in Hoover. He must have, uh, after, after that shit happened, he must have updated his goddamn Instagram. He got some fly pictures on here. Yeah. Nigga hairline gonna be gone in two years. Look, nigga, let that nigga live. <laughs> okay. It's, 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 getting, it's getting pushed back. I hope y'all like a bald-headed ass bearded nigga. He, he, got they, they do. Be, he would still be attractive bald. He's an attractive man. Um, so all she did was bring attention to him because like I said, bitches that would never have ever known him know who he is now. Yeah, she fucked her life up. That's enough consequences for me, and especially compared to dealing with the police. I wish she would apologize and acknowledge and take accountability for the shit, but she probably not going to do that. She ain't, the family she, ain't even doing that. The family came out talking about how hurt they are that people don't believe her. It's not believable. <laughs> the fuck is you talking about? Y'all are hurt because we, we didn't buy that bullshit she sold us? the fuck out of here it's not believable your daughter did a terrible job <laughs> i but but the thing is people believed her until it sounded stupid yeah 
So, like, give us credit for believing her until the shit got dumb. What the hell? Like, well, the family's still saying that what she said happened to her is what happened to her, and that she actually mama, was up there. That's her mama. Like, her mama nurtured somebody who could do some shit like this. Cause daddy was in that today's interview, from what I heard, not saying a goddamn thing. <laughs> Because he probably knew his wife, bro. If I want my marriage to survive, I'm just going to have to sit in this room and shut the fuck up. And he probably at home now like, y'all goddamn got these people out here thinking we crazy as hell. <laughs> this girl telling these stupid ass lies, the same kind of goddamn shit you been doing this whole marriage. <laughs> now she out here lying like hell to these folks. And I can't do nothing but be quiet. I swear to God, we better stay married. Because if this shit, if I'm gonna write a book on y'all ass about this shit. If we ever, if you ever leave me, I'm writing this shit up, and I'm gonna make it sound like your ass a co-conspirator, motherfucker. But yeah, I think she getting enough consequences, man. More than to uh, putting it on that, and that's gonna be an inadvertent accountability that she's gonna have to take. She's gonna spend many a night crying like hell in her bedroom to herself because. She ain't got no job, no money, and no nigga. I mean, and she, I mean, she attractive enough to find a a, a dude, you know, uh, because you know dudes don't be caring <laughs> as long as you're attractive and you have sex with them, you know. I don't but, know if anybody gonna want to date Carly though. Yeah, somebody will date Carly. She ain't ugly. She not ugly, but she's a fucking liar <laughs> and a terrible one at that. Bro, she probably been lying their whole relationship about random shit. But anyway, uh, that's the only news story I'm going to do. There's some other shit going on, but it's all politics, so I don't care to get into it. Um, You got anything else on your mind? Um, No, I do not. All right. Well, until we come to the next conversation. We out. Holla. Holla.